Hi everyone, I'm Trace, compulsive eater and food addict, and I'm very happy to be here today. Um, I was asked at the last minute to be the lead chair today, and I love many, many, many things about this program, and one that I particularly love is that in a moment like that where everything in me wants to just go, look, I really don't want to, like it's not what I had in mind for today. Instead, what I said was, sure, no problem. I would love to. And the difference is these days I genuinely mean it. It is a gift and a privilege to be able to be of service and to give back to a program that has given me so much. So a little bit about me so that you know I am truly one of you. I have a long, long history of battling weight and food. Um, I came into OA now just over 19 months ago. At my top weight, I was almost 130 kilos. And for you US people, that's, I believe, around 300 pounds. In the time that I've been in program, I've now lost over 110 pounds, which is about 50 kilos. And normally on any diet I've done in the past or food restriction or anything, I would be hanging my hat on those numbers because that was what it was all about for me. It was about getting to this ideal number on a scale so that my life would be better and I would be happy because in my very, very sick mind, thin equaled happy. So that's all that drove me was numbers on a scale. It was all about it. I weighed daily, sometimes multiple times a day. And I think very much to my husband and son, my scale talks. So it says the number out loud and it greets you with, good morning, I'm ready. And I just picture the, the days and the times when I weighed. My husband and son must have been sitting in the other room going, oh, Jesus Christ, no, this is just going to end badly. Because if the number was good, yay, go me, this is amazing, I deserve a treat, so I'll eat something. If the number was bad, oh, buckle up, because I'm going to take that out on everybody because that number ruled my emotion. If that number was good, I was good. If that number was bad, well, burn my life to the ground because rage fueled me on a daily basis. So when I landed here, it was because there was nowhere else to go. I had tried pretty much everything short of surgery. I knew that was not going to fix me. I would be one of the people that had surgery and then gained the weight back because that's what I had done my whole life. So I come from a family of addiction and dysfunction. And I would love to tell you that we're a family that seek help and talk about it. We don't. We don't need help. You just get through it and you live with it. And I've watched family members with severe alcoholism and one in particular, a cousin 10 years younger than me that ended up in a coma from alcohol abuse. And we were told to prepare for him to die. He came out of the coma and he drank. Now, the non-alcoholics and non-addicts in my family were blown away that he could do that. And I genuinely thought, wow, I eat how he drinks. 
and that frightened me to the core because I've at, when you're as big as I was I've done the go to emergency because you think you're having a heart attack have them do tests have them say it's not a heart attack and eat junk food on the way home because it wasn't a heart attack my cousin and I are the same we just have different substances that we use so I went on another one of my crash diets because you know self-will and I can do this so I starved myself to lose some weight it obviously didn't work and then I googled one night is there groups like AA for food and OA popped up I looked at the website and kind of went wow don't know if it's for me it's a whole lot of spiritual spiritual stuff and that's not for me I wanted the quick fix the diet the magic pill that had to be part of this program but I turned up because I knew my life was full of rage that's what consumed me I felt joy but under all of it was just rage I had to remind myself to be nice to my husband and you shouldn't have to sit in your own lounge room hear someone coming through the door and think when you open your mouth and say hi just say hi don't be mean he would walk in and say hi and 90% of the time, I didn't say hi. I would let him know something that he had done that day that wasn't quite what I wanted done. But I didn't think my life was unmanageable. I just thought I had this teeny weight problem. So I landed in OA at an um, Athens meeting, Ohio, with a lovely group of women. It was all women at that meeting, and it was a tiny meeting. And... I couldn't hide. They spoke to me. I had to answer because I would never be so rude as to not reply. And I opened my mouth and for the first time I called myself a food addict and then I cried. And there are two things I don't do. I don't tell the truth about how I eat and I don't cry in public. And I did both. So the next day I kind of thought, well, you're all in now. You've already cried in front of people. You might as well go to another meeting because it can't be any worse than what you're doing. So the next day I went to another meeting. This one was in Western Mass and it was a newcomers meeting. And it was mind-blowing to me that there were people that didn't know me didn't know each other in person because it was a Zoom meeting, yet the love and compassion and welcoming they gave me was enough to make me think if this is a cult and these people are insane, at least they're friendly and they're being really nice to me, I might as well stick around. So I stayed. I did what I was told. I'm a great follower of a diet. I mean, obviously, until, you know, the diet fails because you deserve a treat because you've done so well. But I'm great at following what the rules are. So I asked people what the rules for OA were. You get a sponsor, you work the 12 steps, you make phone calls. That one I didn't do. I will be honest, I wasn't going to ring people. 
you journal. I also wasn't going to do that because I don't need it. But I did most of the other things, but I got a sponsor and I worked the program because I kept hearing, particularly at newcomers meetings, you, you ask, you find a sponsor by asking someone who has what you want. I used that to find my sponsor, but I also used it for other people in program. People that were talking about these calm lives they had and food neutrality and words that were just foreign to me. I, I didn't conceive of a time when I would feel just calm sitting in a room. I never, ever dreamt there would be a time that I could have foods that I'm addicted to in front of me and not be consumed by them. It just, it just never occurred to me. I just always thought my life would be battling food, battling my weight and forever stuffing down this rage that burnt like a fire in me. And what this program gave me was weight loss, which believe me, was amazing. But that was secondary to all these other gifts. I used to describe myself on the very, very minor occasions that I was honest with people. When people would say, how are you? I was, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm good. The times when I was honest with people and I stopped being honest because people reacted so badly to it. I described myself as I feel like I'm drowning. I can't breathe. And in this program, I've learned to breathe. I no longer feel that I'm drowning. I no longer feel that my life is unmanageable. And they were things I never thought this program would give me. I always, in the first, well, not always, in the first few months, it was all about the weight and the food for me. And my, it's my sponsor that always says it's all about the food and it is nothing about the food. And as I worked the steps and truly embraced what this program is, reading the big book, journaling, making phone calls, being part of the fellowship, I gained things that I never knew I needed and now I can't imagine not having in my life. I was a person that was full of rage and God awful to my husband on a daily basis. Why he put up with me for 18 years is beyond me. He probably needs a 12-step program for that, but I've learned that's his journey, not mine. I don't have to fix him or make him do anything. If I worry about me and work my program, the rest will take care of itself. But I was someone that if I apologised, and believe me, it was rare, but when I did, I'm sorry, but... I was mean to you because you did X, Y, Z, and that's why I reacted the way I reacted. It was never a genuine, I'm sorry I was out of order. It was always about what they had done to me. These days, when I apologise, my whole sentence is, I'm sorry. And that's enough. I don't need the but you did or I would never do that to you. Because of this program, I am very comfortable these days with acknowledging 
when my behaviour is out of line and a complete sentence is, I am sorry. I remember early on working with my sponsor and she got to know me very well and lots of my defects and she gave me a task, a suggestion. I, I had to try to go forward with my husband, not starting my sentences with, I would never do that to you. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to speak to my husband again if I can't start a sentence with those words. What I started doing, if that was, if they were the words I wanted to say, I would say the serenity prayer in my head and not say I would never do that to you. It's now been close to 12 months, maybe a little bit longer since I have started a sentence like that with my husband. And now the sentence isn't even in my thought process to say. And it is amazing how much calmer not only our house is, but that I am because I'm not sitting in that I wouldn't do that. How dare they do that to me? Because that's what was driving me. It was all about how wronged I was, how things weren't going my way. I was just someone that reacted without thought, without care. It was just reactive. I now stop. I breathe. I never knew what it felt like to be calm. I remember ringing people in program and telling them that they were liars because people told me relationships get better, your marriage will get better. It didn't. It felt like it got worse. So I rang my sponsor and a couple of fellows who I knew well and told them that they were liars because life got harder. And I realised it got harder, not because of the program, but because I wasn't numb, numb with food. I was feeling my feelings. So I took their advice and I leant into it. I embraced all aspects of the program and my relationships got better. And the reason they got better was because I had calm. I had a connection with a higher power. I wasn't running on self-will and rage. I remember ringing my sponsor and saying, I feel really di disconnected from my life. I don't feel like I'm, I'm in it. And talking it through with her, I realised I was more in my life than I'd ever been. I wasn't full of rage. I didn't know how it felt to just calmly be in my life. For the first time ever, I am not uncomfortable in my own skin. And that's nothing to do with the weight. That is all to do with my emotional and spiritual life that I have. I am so grateful every day for this program. It is a program that no matter how much service I do, no matter how much I give back, I will never be able to give back as much as I've been given. And for me, Every day I wake up so grateful that I am a compulsive eater and food addict because this program is giving me a life I never knew was possible. And with that, I just want to end with a quick quote from the big book. It's from Bill Sorry on page 16. 
Most of us feel we need to look no further for utopia. We have it with us right here and now. Each day, my friend, simple talk in our kitchen multiplies itself in a widening circle of peace on earth and goodwill to men. And thank you for letting me share a bit of my story with you.